0: probably heard me say the phrase, all sales starts in the subconscious, but maybe you weren't exactly sure what I meant by that or how to reprogram your subconscious mind for more sales. If so, you are going to absolutely love the mindset shift we dish out in today's episode. I'm sitting down with my amazing guest, Addison Bowen, and we are talking about the powerful tool that is hypnotherapy. We dispel a ton of myths about hypnotherapy, we talk about what it feels like to experience hypnotherapy, and we talk about how you can use this to reprogram your subconscious mind for bigger business results. If you're someone who thinks hypnotherapy feels kind of woo-woo out there or you just don't really understand how it works, then you are going to love how informative this episode is and you are going to be able to get started with hypnotherapy right now to be able to step into the goals you have for yourself this year. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Addison Bowen. Addison is a business coach and hypnotherapist who helps you to build a holy shit, this is my life business by embodying your inner leader. Your new reality gets to be working less and making more, attracting soulmate, high-ticket clients, and realizing you have the power to create your own reality and dream business. Let massive abundance and overflow be a byproduct of your impact. Addison, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yay! I'm so excited to have you. So I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Of course. Yeah, that's definitely more
1: (laughs) of an elevator pitch, so I'd be happy to talk about it. So um, ultimately, I combine business strategy with deep subconscious mindset work. I think that From what I have learned in business, you really can't have one without the other. I always say that you can have all the strategy in the world, like the perfect, you know, million dollar strategy. But if you are not addressing your mindset, it can be really hard to create the content or to be creative or to, you know, Almost even get out of lack and not be stressed every day in your business. And so my goal is ultimately to help people understand their own power. So they feel good in business every day. They're not stressed. They're not constantly just like worrying about where the next client comes in. And I think that. You know, there's a lot of in the spiritual business um, space, a lot of people just saying like, surrender, surrender, surrender. And I don't think you can do that without the how. So that's really why I bring strategy along with that, that side of things as well, too. So ultimately, my clients, um, you know, have shared that they get out of you know coaching and they're just like holy crap like I have the power like I can do whatever I want I can create this impact but I also you know I have the strategy to not be concerned about where my next client is coming from or where my money is coming in in my business and ultimately I'm so like deeply supported and I feel so confident so that's my goal and I love helping and empowering other women in this space it just lights me up so I'm super excited to talk about it today.
0: Yeah, I am pumped. And I know that I have worked with you before too. And I've experienced hypnotherapy and we've done that together. And I have just experienced like firsthand how powerful that can be. I was actually listening to that recording the other night before I was going to bed. I can't tell you like how Like, if I set the intention to fall asleep during that recording, it happens so quickly. <laughs> like, I almost, like, it's just this, like, for everyone listening, I, I want them to know it's, like, such a deeply relaxed state that I can't even describe it. Like, I feel like relaxation doesn't actually do it justice, okay because I remember the first time I had done like a like group hypnotherapy thing in your Facebook group just to like get my feet wet and see what it was like and all of that kind of fun stuff and I remember like feeling afterwards like I had like come back from the spa is the best way I could (laughs) describe it just like that such intense relaxation feeling is like unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I was like, well, this is going to be a great tool for falling asleep too because of that like just like guided, yeah, like almost like trance-like state, I feel like can put me to sleep really easily too. So um, yeah, yeah. I've kind of just like launched right into telling everyone all about you and (laughs) and, uh, um, my experience there. But I'm curious if you can just share a little bit about your journey and kind of how you decided to like pursue hypnotherapy and sort of like how you got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, I would love to. So I will briefly go like way, way back. Um, I think that this is such a cool part of my my journey because it really shows like how I kind of, you know, in my mind put the stepping stones in place years ago, even when I was really, really young. Um, basically, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune and they wanted to put me on, or my doctor wanted to put me on um, hormone replacements, like very, very young. And my family is very like, we love western medicine but also eastern medicine like very holistic and sees the value in both and so we were like well let's you know try changing diet let's do like you know some holistic more holistic practices as well too before we just dive into that and so That was kind of where um, I basically healed myself through food, through meditation, through um, just all a lot of just holistic practices and started seeing some holistic practitioners as well, too. And so from that moment on, um, prior to that, I had wanted to be a surgeon. I was going down the path of some sort of medicine, but ultimately I was like, I really want to do something in like the holistic healing space um, because I was able to get myself to a baseline so I didn't have to take those those meds and, you know of course I'm always open to getting to that point if I need to, but um, I just saw the power of, um, you know, diet and just all of these different things. And so um, I always had in my mind, that's what I wanted to do something in holistic healing. I dabbled with like acupuncture going down that path. I dabbled with like herbalism. I was like, maybe I'll be a yoga teacher. Maybe I'll, you know, I just, I was exploring all these avenues. I have um, been a yogi for like eight years and I just ultimately didn't really see a path to like making money doing that because I wasn't familiar with the online space, and so I was just like, "Well, I want to do this, but I don't know how I'm going to make money doing this." And I think a lot of people um, in my generation, and also just like younger generations as well, too, that didn't have like growing up with the online space, just don't didn't really see any option outside of college, and so I was in nursing school, and it was the middle of the pandemic, and basically just saw a TikTok about people that were, or saw all these TikToks actually of people that were starting businesses in the online space and had, you know, basically become coaches or become virtual assistants or become social media managers in the the online space. And it was like the first time that I was like very, very drawn to doing something. And I was just like, I feel like I could do this. You know, like I have the tenacity of (laughs) like not gone down a normal path. Um, And I was in nursing school at the time. And so basically, I started my business by helping other coaches in the um, back end of their business. So... Started by learning a lot about launch strategy, learning marketing, um, learning even how to like market myself and be on Instagram and put myself out there in that in that regard, and was helping um, you know within months like six and seven figure coaching businesses just really and even bigger brands expand their mm-hmm. business, um, clean up the back end of their business, have these incredible like systems and really allow like masculine and feminine flow in their business and so that slowly um transitioned into me having an agency and like my agency taking care of all of the implementation and me coaching and doing strategy and so then I was like okay this is what I really love so that's when I just transitioned fully into the strategy side of things and so um, from there, when I was coaching, I saw, you know, time and time again, I'm like, okay, there's this one person who can take the strategy and just like run with it, and they do amazing. And they, you know, we implement so many amazing things, even if it's different from business to business, and they just like kill it, and they're seeing all these results. And then there's these other people that, have had different experiences in life or, you know, looking from a trauma informed lens, like we don't all <laughs> grow up with the same background. And so totally. I was like, why is it that, you know, on one hand, like there are people that can just take this and run with it. And there are other people that really get held back. And that was when I started diving into my own mindset journey as well too. And I learned about the subconscious mind and I wish that that was something I had learned in nursing school, learned in school in general. Um, I mean, I'm sure that it is brought up, but not to the extent that I have knowledge on it now. And so yeah, that's basically when I realized um, that we're not all showing up in business at the same playing field. We all have different backgrounds, different experiences, different, you know, traumas. And so it's really hard to say to everyone, like, just show up, just stay committed, just do the thing. Um, And so, that was when i started utilizing hypnotherapy because i was actually launching my first program at the time and i was terrified <laughs>
0: like yeah. i had a huge
1: fear of being seen um you know huge fear of just like selling on stories, creating content. I always felt like people were judging me. I just, even my family, like terrified of TikTok, like just terrified in general. And so I learned about hypnotherapy, was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. Um, And I started implementing breath work and hypnotherapy into my practices and just basically saw incredible shifts in my confidence and how I was showing up. And like, if you even look at videos from me prior to that time to now, just my energy, like I can see (laughs) just my energy, the way, you know, my confidence like just is tenfold and like different. And so, um, yeah, I saw how it changed my life. So I basically got certified in that and neuro-linguistic programming and started implementing it into my coaching and my programs, just started integrating it and offering sessions as well too. And, now it's just expanded into that being a part of my business because it's changed so many other entrepreneurs'
0: the trajectories of their business as well too. So that was long winded, but that's, that's where <laughs> no. We are. But I think it's it's so important to hear the background there because they think it would be really easy to say, and I'm sure people do like oh, reprogram your subconscious mind, like yeah. it changes everything. But if you're someone who's starting with like you know a step up on what you said is not a level playing field. I think sometimes it's difficult to feel connected to that or to understand like that you did have some of the fears that are very common that come up for entrepreneurs when putting themselves out there for the first time. And I think that's really what's most impactful about your story and about hearing you, you know, talk through how important and integral the subconscious mind is to this work and how you really integrated that because, I think that it would be really easy to discount that, I guess is what I would say there or to be like, oh, well, like it wasn't actually that hard. But I think, I mean, your story kind of made it obvious that like you did struggle with some of those fears and some of those like doubts and all of that that I think are so common in entrepreneurship. So I loved it. Yeah, yeah, totally. If there was like one specific mindset shift that you wish like everyone knew from the start. Do you feel like it would be around like reprogramming your subconscious mind or what comes up there?
1: Yeah. So I thought about this before the call and I was just thinking to just, you know, how I naturally speak to all of my clients and something that we always touch on when we're, um, you know, starting together and they always come to me because they love that balance between mindset and they see how important that is. But Um, something that I always say is that business is a mirror of your subconscious mind. And I think that that's the, the main shift. So yes, subconscious, but also just realizing like stuff from childhood, just things that you don't even think would have any correlation to what you're doing in business become a mirror. And it's just fascinating. And I think that I just wish more people knew the power of their subconscious mind, had this knowledge around it and had, you know, simple tools to actually access and reprogram it as well, too, because I think a lot of people are just like, I journal every morning. And it's like, yes, that's <laughs> great. And it's a great way to start your your personal development journey. But we can get so much
0: farther when we um, when we have these these tools. So, yeah. Yeah. So talk to me. I love what you said there. And I would love for you to expand on that because I think that like, if you're in this realm, you totally know what that means. And that business is a mirror to your subconscious mind. But can you go a little bit deeper? Like how would that be showing up for someone? Or can you give me an example there? Yeah. So at a baseline, I think that I should just briefly touch that. Um When I was in
1: nursing and I was working in palliative care which is end of life care. The facility that I worked for was very into like trauma informed care. So something that absolutely like changed the game for me was learning this difference between equity and equality. So I think a lot of people are like we're all equal and I I bring this into business all the time too, but also just in so many aspects of of life like equity is, is basically just what we were kind of talking about before, that we're all, you know, showing up at different playing fields, whether that is based on the color of your skin or, you know, just how you grew up or generationally, like there's so many aspects to it. But, you know, I might be starting up here because I grew up with a father who was entrepreneurial, whereas someone who didn't grow up with that might be, you know, tw- 12 steps behind that. And so when I say that business is a mirror, I'm essentially kind of pulling back to that equity versus equality and basically saying that um, and this even is some like a fun fact about the subconscious mind but there's this um, theory called the theory of the mind which states that between the ages of zero and eight everything that you experienced saw heard felt through all senses around you basically became a part of your programming or became a part of how and who you are, your identity, how you show up in this world today. So when I say business is a mirror, I'm essentially saying that, you know, you could have an experience like for me as a child, I was always told like, I'm shy. And so that became a part of my identity. So when I started a business, I was like, well, you're shy. So you can't, you know, you're never going to be able to speak or do a podcast like this or show up on zoom or like speak in front of people like that just wasn't even in my realm of possibilities, because that became an, a part of my identity. So when I say that business is a mirror, I'm essentially speaking, Speaking to those experiences, um, how your identity and everything that you experience becomes a part of your truth, and then mirrors into beliefs that you then have in business. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, I think it bridges the gap really well, because yeah. I think that it helps people to understand like exactly how that might be playing out currently. I love the shy example. I think that that's so interesting, because it's true. Like, I think there are so many elements of our personal personality that we may have just assumed or taken on based on what we've been told previously. And I think that, you know, the beauty of mindset work and the subconscious and all of this is that we have the capacity and the ability to change it, which I think is really incredible. But I also think that understanding a little bit more about the subconscious is kind of the first step there. So can you share with us like a little bit more, like almost like hypnotherapy 101, like can you give us like a high level overview about kind of how it works and what's actually happening and sort of like how something that seems so simple can actually Make an impact.
1: Yeah, of course. And again, I'm so happy to talk about this because I wish that every entrepreneur, every, even if you're not an entrepreneur, I wish that everyone knew this, um, all this stuff. So, basically, your subconscious mind. This was one fact um, that blew my mind away when I started my training. When I even, you know, I had done hypnotherapy prior to knowing some of these things, but when i started actually learning these things and and diving into my training and certifications i was like oh my gosh so one of the biggest things that like just changed the game for me was realizing that our subconscious mind accounts for 88 to 95 percent of our overall brain power, our thinking, our how we we respond in life versus the conscious mind only being five to 12 percent. So when you realize that and you're like, OK, the subconscious mind really runs the show. It's just I, th- I feel like that was one thing for me that I was like, okay, it's way more powerful than I ever even knew. I think I'd heard, you know, subconscious versus conscious, but I didn't really get that. Um, So ultimately, subconscious mind is it houses memories, creativity, it's thought to house intuition, all of our autonomic nervous system processes. So everything that happens in your body, you don't have to think about. So obviously you can consciously take breaths, but I'm referring to like digestion, heartbeat, everything. Yeah. Everything that's happening in your body. So even if you just think about that one aspect, it's like, it's running (laughs) the show of your body. Again, all of your memories, um, all of your beliefs, all of your like deep rooted, um, traumas, like everything outside of critical thinking, our conscious mind is really just critical thinking. So what's fascinating to me is that as I did more research on the conscious versus subconscious mind I realized and there's been a lot of studies done on this as well too by the time that you reach between ages like 32 to 34 really depends on the person but everything because your subconscious mind is memories and habits and beliefs and thoughts and basically your values as well too and that creativity by the time you reach 34 two to 34, you basically are operating based on a memorized set of patterns. And so if you think about it, this is like the best way to describe it. And kind of that like base level one-on-one I always tell people when they come into a first session with me is if you think about your day to day, you likely, um, you know, do the same things every morning. You wake up, Maybe you check your phone, you make your coffee, you take your dog out, you shower, you get ready. And that has, you don't even think about it. It's just become a part of your pattern. Like even you might snooze your alarm three times before you get up, you get up at the same time. And you might think to yourself like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out. I'm going to get up, you know, at 630. I'm going to work out before I start my day. I'm going to have this long, you know, morning routine. It's going to be so great. And you cannot figure out why, even though your alarm is going off at that time, you've had enough sleep, you still snooze it three times. You still do the same thing. You still make your coffee. You still... So that's like the basis of of how it works. I think that's the biggest, like the easiest metaphor or example to to think about is because those patterns and those habits are so ingrained in your subconscious mind, it's really hard to just use willpower alone to change those habits or to um, create new habits. And so again, you're just operating based on a a set of programming. A lot of us are um, more unconscious than we think. We're making a lot of decisions based on those values, those beliefs, especially especially in business. And this is again, back to that, that mirror, Um, you know, even I can think of another example as well, too, with like money, we all grew up around money differently, our parents or caregivers handled money differently. And so that became a part of our, our belief system as well, too, or our money beliefs. And so that can affect how we use or spend or play with money in business as well, too. And a lot of that is unconscious, you don't realize like, Oh I'm I'm afraid to, you know, spend this money or to invest because as a kid I I had this experience with money, you know, around my parents and so yeah, and I could I could keep <laughs> going into it, but you let me know if you have any other further questions. I think the biggest thing is like just realizing that it's 95% of your overall thinking and brain power versus that 5% in our conscious mind. So ultimately the subconscious mind is really running the show. It's the most powerful powerful part of the mind. And that's really what I wish people knew is just that if they get frustrated with themselves, like it's not you, it's not your fault. It's based on your, your patterns and your programming and your habits. And there's ways that we can move beyond that. But I think even just having the awareness around like, okay, I'm not getting up early because this is my habit, not because I'm like terrible and I'm lazy or, you know, whatever. I think it just gives you permission to be like, okay, like I have, I have power. I can transcend this, but it's not really my fault and I don't have to meet myself up for, you know, changing patterns or having fears or having these habits. So that's, I think the most beautiful thing about it is just the, the awareness brings so much like relief, I
0: think. <laughs> totally. And I think I mean, there's just so much permission in that. I think that's what came up mostly for me in that not only is there permission to like be human and to have habits that maybe don't necessarily support you or your goals, but there's also permission in that you can shift it. And I think that's really powerful in that it isn't just like a dead end where you have to like be that way, right? Or like, I know... um, Like for me in particular, sales used to be one of those things I really struggled with. And I struggled with the belief that, you know, people even wanted to talk to me. People would actually buy from me, confidence in my rates, things like that. And I think there was so much mindset work that went into that. But ultimately, I think, you know, you were saying earlier how you can't really have like the strategy without the mindset Mm -hmm. work attached to it. And I, I believe something very similar where it's really like running both the mindset and the beliefs in conjunction with the action that Mm -hmm. ultimately moves you forward. And I think a lot of that work is like cultivating the right mindset to take more of the right actions because a lot of the time I hear from so many entrepreneurs, like I know what I should be doing, right? I know I should be building an audience of people who want to buy. I know I should be connecting with more people. I know I should be making more offers. I know I should be charging more for this. Like I think intellectually we can know something and yet it's a completely different thing to have The mindset and the beliefs to back that. Mm -hmm. And I find that like they go hand in hand because one kind of moves the other along, right? Like, I don't think that we'll ever like truly only experience a shift in, you know, just shifting our mindset around it. It's like almost in showing ourselves that action is safe. It actually did help us move closer to our goal. We're building evidence in that direction. I think like that's ultimately what helps to like turn the ship around, (laughs) so to speak. And I think that that's just like such a beautiful power that we all hold, I guess. And I think that, you know, when I was able to see like, oh, look, people do want to get on sales calls. Oh, look, people do actually want to buy. Oh, look, this is like, you know, consistently happening. I think it was a lot easier for me to One, I freaking love sales now. Like I could talk about sales all day, but I think like it was easier for me to step into that because it became more natural. And the reason it became more natural was because like I quite literally shifted my mindset around it, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm just like nodding (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Um, I think that the, the most beautiful part about like hypnotherapy, but just like mindset work in general is like, um, you know, I always I, I am a strong believer that like growth comes through a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of uncomfortability, like a little bit of resistance. And I think that um, that's something that my my clients have shared with me through the, the you know hypnotherapy just in general is like a lot of times, um, you know. Exactly like you said, I was just like nodding. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, because <laughs> they know what they need to do. And maybe there are small strategy tweaks, you know, and you might see this as well in sales. Like there could be, you know, little um, blind spots, but ultimately it's like I always tell my clients, like hypnotherapy is ultimately aiming to help you show up as that next level self because, you know, there's just, there's, there's patterns that can happen when we don't see the results that we want right away or we get discouraged. It's like, you know, even with rates in your example with rates, like I can just give like a little trajectory of how it usually works because your subconscious mind is ultimately trying to keep you safe so what happens when we we don't have this awareness around our patterns or around just our subconscious mind or how powerful our mind is is that we can you know put in a little bit of action and then maybe have one person be like oh those rates are too high and then you know that kind of backs up our belief in our subconscious mind that our, our rates are too high so we're like okay that's proving myself right so now I'm gonna stop taking action because no one wants to like hear my you know no one wants to see me sell my rates are too high no one's going to buy. And like, ultimately what that does is it stops action where, you know, if we can, um, even implant or reprogram beliefs in the subconscious mind that like the right clients are coming, you know, people do want to see me sell. And, and these are even shifts that we can make consciously, you know, with mindset work as well too. But, you know, my rates are perfect. Um, people love to pay me. Like, these are just some things that we might go into in, in hypnotherapy is like, you can, you can show up even without having that, that physical proof right away, because you're like, no, like this is a part of my belief system. So I'm going to keep showing up even if there's a void of like um, phys- physical proof or yeah. even if there's a void of like sales right now, because I know this is taking me where I want to go. And there's not that like, oh, I'm going to stop showing up even though I know what to do because I'm not seeing that proof right away. And so I think that's the beauty of it as well, too, is, is you kind of get Awareness around um, okay, one person said that you know I my rates are too high, but that means nothing about me. That means nothing about my rates or my business, and I'm going to keep showing up with conviction. It's almost that like regulation around um, you know what you hear from people as well too. So I love that. I'm just like nodding
0: (laughs) as you're talking. (laughs) So good. Honestly, with how much I used to dread selling in my business, it is shocking that I now run a business that is completely based on mindset and sales. However, I know that sales is such an important part of running a successful and sustainable business because honestly, if you aren't making money, you can't stay in business, right? That's why I continue to offer my free sincere sales coaching calls. These free 30 minute calls are a beautiful opportunity for you and I to get to the root of your biggest mindset block around selling so that you can shift it and sell in a way that actually feels good and converts better because of it. I love offering these calls because I know how impactful it can be to actually sell in a way that has you feeling excited to work with someone and that energy translates into money in your business. That is where real impact happens. And I know that it can be so powerful for you to have evidence of someone who used to struggle with sales and now absolutely loves it. If you're interested in joining me for one of the limited number of sessions I offer, I would love for you to head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales and grab a time that works for you. So I was thinking more about like the experience of hypnotherapy. And I was thinking about how I think at the beginning of like some of the recordings you do, you say like you won't feel hypnotized. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking like well, first of all, I remember thinking that was such a relief because I was like so afraid, like, oh my gosh, is this going to like make me do something I don't want to do kind of thing? Or like, am I going to like lose all ability to like think for myself? You know, like I think that was definitely a fear I had. I don't know if that's common or if I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Very common. I love that
1: you that you brought that up. Um, and I think something that's, this is why when I'm marketing, I also talk through like a session, like we're not just jumping into it. Like I'm going to take time to dispel myths and, and, you know, some of these things that I brought up today are things that we talked through before a session, but um, that's a very common misconception. And it's interesting because a lot of um, there's a difference between hypnosis or like stage hypnotism and hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is ultimately um, to help you. It's like therapy. It's ultimately to help you get to a desired goal or get closer to that desired goal or change habits, um, just like like therapy would be. Um, and a lot of hypnotists like shy or hypnotherapists are like, Don't do stage hypnotism, like because there's so many (laughs) misconceptions around it. And from the general eye, you're 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 seeing that like, oh, they're controlling someone, or oh, they're you know making them cluck like a chicken, or do you know whatever whatever they make them do on the stage, which is really fun. But it brings um, you know a lot of light to such a powerful practice, and so. Um those are some of the misconceptions that I <laughs> that I hear um when you know people are inquiring about hypnotherapy or want to know more about it and um yeah and and I think that's a huge permission as well too so The basis of hypnotherapy is that it's literally just a a relaxation. Like I say that all the time in sessions as well, too. Like if you're feeling relaxed, then you're doing it right. Um, A lot of people, you know, even when I was making new friends in like my new city and I would tell people what I do, they're like, oh, should I be nervous? And it's like, one, you have to have built rapport, just like you do with a therapist. You have to have built trust with someone. And you also have to have um, consent to be able to hypnotize someone which is why, you know, I only do sessions that are paid because there's an exchange. Someone is, is there to create change. And also, you know, just with the process that you go through, I think a lot of people are like, well, I can't be hypnotized. You know, it's just a myth. And I think something that was so, um, you know, profound for me is realizing that it's literally a brainwave state. So I say all the time to, to my clients, like, just like you were born to breathe, you were born to access this theta brainwave state and and able to, you know, you you access it I wouldn't I wouldn't say hundreds, but many <laughs> times throughout the day um, when you're falling asleep, when you're, you know, waking up in the morning for 20 minutes before and after, when you are driving and you are like, oh my gosh, I made it home, but like I don't really remember taking that turn, or you're talking to someone and you kind of zone out. Like we we use that turn zone out a lot, I think. And that's literally just that, that same state. And so it's a very natural state of mind and it's literally just relaxation. And so, you know, in a hypnotherapy session, the other, the other thing is, is that your subconscious mind is only going to input what it deems valuable and what is in alignment with you. So again in a session this is kind of a funny example, but I always say like if we're in the middle of a hypnotherapy session, you're very relaxed and and your goal is to let's say shift your money beliefs and I'm like, you know, money comes easily to me. I, you know, love making money. My clients love to pay me. Like stuff like that. You're like, okay, yeah. And then if I'm like, now stand up and go do a, a handstand in the corner, go do a headstand or, you know, stand up and jump around, do a jumping jack, you're probably going to open your eyes and like laugh at me and be like, why would she ask me to do that? Because that's not in alignment with you and it's not the purpose of the session. And so I always say you have control throughout the whole session. You're not going to feel hypnotized. You're just going to feel relaxed. Um, You can open your eyes. You can move at any time. You won't want to because you'll be so relaxed that you'll be like, yeah, I'm just like I'm chilling like this is so good. (laughs) But um, ultimately, yeah, I cannot control your mind. And if something's not in alignment with me with you, you're probably just going to laugh at me. So um, that's the beauty of like one-on-one sessions as well too, is that we have, you know, um, like a 30 minute chat beforehand where I'm really getting clear on your goals.
0: And then I just learn more about you with time as well too. So yeah. it's so interesting to me. So <laughs> is there something about that brainwave state that makes us like more impressionable or like what, what's special about that in particular that helps to like really bring about these subconscious shifts?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so one, just going back to what I mentioned, um, just a little bit earlier about the theory of the mind between the ages of zero and eight. Um, I just want to be clear that during that time, you're not necessarily like always in the theta brainwave state. You just have it's a there's a little bit less of a barrier to your subconscious mind because you're really that's a time to learn and grow and, um, you know, see how other people are doing or what other people are doing around you, how they're showing up in the world. And that's, you know, really just such an impressionable time. So you're not. Always in that theta brainwave state where it's just like everything's kind of just like going straight to your subconscious. Um, I heard someone say that, and I was like, "That's not true." <laughs> <laughs> like children well, are not just constantly in the theta brainwave state, but um, so the theta brainwave state is um, something that you know basically with time we just learned we have access to the subconscious mind during that time. So that's um, also the state that you access in meditation as well, too. And so it really is just you. You basically. Um, I guess more technical terms is there's this thing called the critical faculty that is almost again, like a barrier, like a door between the two. So on a day to day, like when we're talking like let's say just during a session you're not relaxed you're not in that theta brainwave state and we're just saying affirmations over and over again it's going to take a lot of repetition to Mm -hmm. immediately you're to get that and ingrain that in the subconscious mind versus like being in the theta brainwave state that critical faculty is essentially just like the wall kind of came down so Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. direct access to the subconscious mind and we're actually shutting off the conscious mind as well too so a lot of times in sessions I say you know I say this as well too, but I always say like your conscious mind can just wander, but I'm speaking directly to your subconscious mind. So I know for a lot of my clients, they're like, I have no idea what you said to me. Like my mind was <laughs> being like this distant memory, or I was just like thinking about things that I needed to, to do, or I was just so relaxed. I didn't even, you know, I was, didn't even feel like I was like, like kind of asleep, but just, you know, I knew I was still aware. And um, it is because we're we're shutting off that conscious mind so that we're really able to just also calm your nervous system as well, too. So yeah, sometimes you you go so deep, you come out of sessions and you're like, well, I know that I just was hypnotized and I was
0: in this session, but like, what did you say to me? <laughs> but- totally. And I think that was like so much of my experience, too, when I experienced it the first time and then when we did like that one-on-one session was just the that vague feeling of like, Knowing that we did like important mindset work and knowing that it was like supportive of my goals and everything, but like you said, not being able to like pinpoint anything specifically, right? So I think there's like one point in that hypnosis recording where we talk about like and there's like a waterfall and like a stream or something like that and like maybe after like the fourth time I listened to that I was like oh there's a waterfall and a stream you know (laughs) but it almost is like a different experience each time because the things that I can recall from it feel more like a memory than they do a, Mm -hmm. like almost like a visualization, right? So I think if we were going to do a visualization together, I would be like, yes, I could see all of those things. And that was like part of the experience in a way, but this feels more like waking up for a dream from a dream and almost seeing Mm -hmm. like fragments of it, I guess is Mm -hmm. how I would describe my experience. I don't know if my experience is typical. (laughs) I'm just trying to like wrap more context around this for people. It, I do would
1: say it's like a dreamlike state. And um, I think the what I always tell people after as well too is like to just notice small like synchronicities or small little shifts, like how you're speaking to yourself, how you're, um, what thoughts you have throughout the day, like how regulated you are if you're experiencing, you know, I guess it also depends on the goal, but just like small things. And it is, it is like a dreamlike state. So you can have a totally different experience every single time. I do tell people, like if they fully fall asleep that sometimes our subconscious mind is wanting to protect us from something whether it's a memory or something from their you know past or just doesn't want to confront Something um, I had a client recently where we were kind of touching on self love, and that's been a really tough subject for her. And so, um, she every single time I would mention that would just immediately fall asleep. So, that's something to be aware of too. I always tell people to set the intention to stay awake. Um, but yeah, it is, it is like a dreamlike state. And what's amazing is that your subconscious mind or just your mind in general doesn't differentiate thought from um, actual like physical action or actual physical things. And so, you know, even in, I can't remember exactly what our session was on, but I know for me, a lot of like what I do is that future visualization of looking at like, okay, what would it be like in, you know, three months when your group program is filled and you're making this much money and you're doing X, Y, Z. And it's like, I slowly notice all of my action being in line with that because Mm. my mind already thinks that it's happened. It already thinks that that's something that is a part of my reality, which is really cool. But it's totally normal to just like come back and be like, oh, I remember pieces. And like, it's different for everyone as well, too. And there's so many nuances to it as well, too,
0: depending on like what we're, what our goal is going into it. So... Yeah, super interesting. So I think you also mentioned that like hypno was something that was discovered, not invented. So mm-hmm. can you talk to me a little bit about that and just like the the like context of that?
1: Yeah, so that's one of my
0: favorite things to
1: say as well too, just dispelling to myths because I think a lot of people think it's just like this woo woo spiritual, you know, maybe even religious, occult like in nature thing that. Um, or maybe even more so like magic, like it's just not real. And, um, that was something that was really awesome for me to learn as well, too, that it was just discovered because we discovered the natural capabilities of our, you know, brain in that theta brainwave state with time. And so, um, learning about the history was really cool for me. It's basically one of the oldest healing modalities. It's just been used differently, you know, throughout the years. So even ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, um, they had these things called sleeping temples, which it was more religious at that time where people would go to these sleeping temples, essentially like meditate, be put in that trance, um, trance like state. And then basically would, um, it would be to come out with healing or, you know, overcoming ailments or, um, um, even physical health as well too and so um, that's basically just the basis of that statement is that um you know even even then it was just discovered because we're like okay we can access the state and see like massive change or um, overcome repressed memories or you know better our lives learn more about us ourselves like gain a, a deeper level of self-awareness and so over time it's just become more and more understood to the point of now i think that it's becoming more well-known. I know therapists and psychologists and, you know, a lot of different um, practitioners that use it as well too, because they just see the power in not just, you know, uh, talking, but actually accessing that state and and overcoming those memories. So there's also
0: parallel in other practices as well too. Cool. I'm just like, so fascinated by all of this. Um, So if people loved what they heard from you today and are super curious about hypnosis and hypnotherapy and all that kind of good stuff, where can they find you? Yeah. So I am on most social media
1: platforms, TikTok. I I give a lot of free value both on business stuff, um, and mindset stuff as well too. And my handle for that and for Instagram, I guess there's a lot of free value on Instagram as well too, is, um, at it's Addison Bowen. Um, we're currently in the process of redoing my website. So I think you'll put my, I'll give you a link for, um, basically links to, all of life, some free offers. I have a free hypnosis if people want to try. I think it's about 20 minutes um, and some free like business strategy stuff as well too um, in those links. And then you can check out the offers that I have as well. I have a range of different offers from like one-on-one coaching to mastermind to group coaching to just mindset work as well too. Um, I think if people want to just learn more about me, a great place is Instagram to start because I'm always on there. I'm always sharing my story. And um, teaching on like hypnotherapy as well too, and I feel like my Instagram page is just an archive of a
0: lot of like information on business stuff as well as mindset stuff. Perfect, amazing. Yes, we will definitely link to that in the show notes. I definitely have the um, Conscious CEO Hypnosis markdown, so we'll definitely link to that there. And just wanted to take a moment and thank you for all of the value you shared today, I think it's amazing to, I think, at least have a more in-depth understanding of hypnotherapy, but also to understand a bit more about how it can be used for business and how we can really use the subconscious mind to basically become a different person and achieve business goals, which is really cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I am like, where did the 40 minutes go? I I
1: know. know all the time. We're like, you know, 24-7. So it also shows me I'm in the right space because <laughs> it lights <laughs> me up to talk about it. So
0: yeah, so good. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash Shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now.